Good morning. This is Mother's Day, and we honor all of you who are mothers and uh, all of you who are listening and viewing. Even if you're not a mother, we have a message for you because the title today is Biblical Encouragement for Mothers. But we want all of you to listen in and view in because we have something from the Word of God which is very, very special. I've always, in previous Mother's Days, always spoken about uh, a passage in Scripture that uh, spoke of actually a, a mother. But today I've just chosen two verses from the book of Proverbs, Proverbs 3, 5, and 6. So this is, this is Mother's Day, and I'm sure your thoughts are really uh, deep into this wonderful subject. And uh, what a, a great day it is, Mother's Day. What a privilege to be able to honor them. One little boy said, if it's not one thing, it's a mother. Can't you just hear that? Mothers can have a few minutes to themselves at the end of the day by doing, guess what, dishes. We are told that automation is a process that gets all the work done while you just stand there. When we were younger, this process was called mother. The quickest way for a mother to get her child's, her child's attention is to sit down and look comfortable. That'll bring them real quickly. The husband returned late one evening to find the whole house in a mess and no dinner ready. Astounded, he asked, what happened? Well, you are always wondering what I do. Now you know, today I didn't do it. Well, today, the message from Proverbs is something that I want to dwell upon because, you know, I want to ask a question. Do you, do some of you find living from day to day kind of a chore? Is, are there problems along the way as you go each day? The Lord is interested in you. We know that. He has help for each one of us on this subject. These two verses are very important for all of us. You may, you may not feel this way, but it is very satisfying to be led by the Lord and to know you are walking in His will every day as you go about all of your activities. This is what you, you mothers want for yourselves and for your children, I know. And we all need this. There are so many decisions to be made in life. And these verses help us through those in a very special way. It is great just knowing God cares and will help us in the important matters of life. And even in the little small ones, he likes to help us as well. Please allow God's word today, my dear friend, to do a work in your life that will count for the rest of your life. Note, God-given wisdom taught Solomon that only a fool tries to solve life's problems without God's help. I hope that we will all come to that conclusion today that we need God to help us in everything we do. 1 Kings 3.9 says, Therefore, give to your servant, this is Solomon praying, give to your servant an understanding heart to judge your people, that I may discern between good and evil, for who is able to judge this great people? of yours. Solomon needed wisdom. He needed the guidance from the Lord. So here's God's help for you and your family on how to live each day, my dear friends. The first thing in the verse is trust in the Lord with all your heart. 
Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Did you know that there are three ways that you can understand that phrase from Proverbs 3, verse 5? Trust in the Lord with all your heart. You can either say, I don't believe it. Or you can say, well, perhaps I can do that. Or you can say, I know I can do this. Trust. That means to believe that it can be done. What a wonderful verse. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Do it like Caleb did back in the book of Numbers. Listen to this. Numbers 14, 24. But my servant Caleb, because he has, has a different spirit in him and has followed me fully, I will bring into the land where he went and his descendants shall inherit it. Did you notice that little phrase? Caleb followed the Lord fully. That's what God wants from you and me. Tony Evans says, talking about this word trust, he says, it's from a Hebrew word that means to lie down, lie down on. And so it means to put your entire weight on something. So when you go to sleep at night, you, you lie down on your, on your bed because you believe it, it is strong enough to hold you. That's what you do. Very unlike the lesson I learned as a teenager when I worked in Prescott, Arizona and in the building of the new campsite up there and we were putting in a water system and I had to bring some water samples down to a laboratory in Phoenix, Arizona and I'd never ridden on an airplane and they put me on an airplane with these samples and I, I flew down to Phoenix and it was a, it was a horrible flight. My very first initiation into air travel it was the bumpiest ride I ever saw. Magazines were flying all over the place. And anyway, I was scared. And I was on the edge of my, of my seat most of the time, you know, kind of sitting lightly the way we do, because I had not learned to do like, like Tony Evans says, just, you know, trust it and lie down. And because the bed's going to hold you, I was on the edge of my seat through the whole trip. This is the way some people go through life on the edge most of the time. Maybe you're that way. And it doesn't have to be that way, my dear friend. Uh, Warren Wiersbe says, trust is to, means to lie helpless, face down. It pictures a servant waiting for the master's command in readiness to obey or a defeated soldier yielding to the conquering general. That's trust according to Wearsby's definition. What a, what a wonderful help to us to learn what it means to trust. So the decision to trust him, I'm, I hope that you will decide today to say, I'm going to trust him for my particular situation through which I'm going right now. How do you, how do you trust him? The, the word says, trust in the Lord with all your heart, but we must learn how to do this. And it's interesting if you gather some verses together, I was just thinking in, in Psalm 37 alone, there are some wonderful verses there that help us by just uh, highlighting some of the main words uh, in those verses that help you and me to learn how to trust the Lord. Psalm 37, 5, commit your way to the Lord, trust also in him and he shall bring it to pass. There's, there's two good words, commit and trust. Psalm 37, 4. Delight yourself also in the Lord, and he shall give you the desires of your heart. So there's another word, delight. Psalm 37, 7, rest in the Lord and wait patiently for him. 
Do not fret because of him who prospers in his way, because of the man who brings wicked schemes to pass. And there is there is another set of three words which are so important to help us to learn how to trust. You do it by resting in the Lord. You do it by waiting patiently. You do it by not fretting. And then we slip down to Psalm 55, verse 22. Cast your burden on the Lord and he will sustain you. He shall never permit the righteous to be moved. What a wonderful thing to learn how to just cast your burden on the Lord. And 1 Peter 5, 7, which is similar, casting all your care upon him, for he cares for you. So that means, dear people, that we just commit, we roll on, we give to him, we believe in him, and we trust in him with the situation through which we're going, and what a wonderful way to live. Little, uh, unlike, um, remember the old evangelist Vance Havner? Uh, I'm old enough to have been privileged to to know him and to listen to him preach. And uh, uh, he tells a story about a, a dear old grandma and who was told by our family, Grandma, we've done all we can for you. You'll just have to trust God for the rest. And despair was on her face as she looked at them. And she said, oh, dear, has it come to that? Yes, dear people, it has come to that. Just learn to trust the Lord. This is a commandment without reserve. Sometimes we tend to do it this way. Lord, I'll do it if you do this. We like to make a conditional clause there and say, Lord, I'll do it if. This will not work in the Christian life, dear friend. If you if you do it this way, you are... Uh, it, it won't work. Listen to this warning in Proverbs 28, verse 26. It says, He that trusts in his own heart is a fool. Who wants to be called a fool? So don't trust yourself. Some aren't so patient. We took a trip in Brazil one time with our son. The last time we would do that before he came home to, to begin his high school. And, you know... We were on this trip, and I do declare that just every few minutes, he would say, hurry up, hurry up. In other words, he was impatient. Uh, I think he enjoyed the trip, because later he told me that it meant so much to him. But on the trip, he was impatient. So just every, it, it seemed like it was almost every few seconds, he says, hurry up. In other words, he wanted to get it over with. And maybe that's the way we are with our lives in relationship to the Lord. We just, we just are, hurry up, Lord, get me through this. But we need to learn to trust him so that he will bring, it, bring us through that situation his way and not our way. Well, there's one more thing. Notice that it says, trust in the Lord. Did you see how you're to trust in the Lord? In that first phrase of verse 5, it says, with all your heart. In other words, you can do it two ways. You can you can uh, you can be half-hearted, like if you didn't obey this verse, you you would do it half-heartedly, or you can do it with all your heart. That's what God wants us to do. So trust in the Lord with all your heart. That's point number one. Now let's look at the second point. It says, "Do not lean on your own understanding." Isn't that an interesting? That's an interesting verse. Don't lean on your own understanding. Do we tend to do that? Yes, we do. Trust God from the bottom of your heart. Do not try to figure out everything on your own. I, I've heard people often say, 
uh, when asked something, I know, I know. In other words, everything you talk to them about, they always respond by knowing. But if you probed a little deeper into their answer, you would find out they don't really know. They're just, it's just a kind of a standard answer and they don't really know. But that's what God wants to help us with today, that we will not lean on our own understanding. Self-sufficient people are saying, God, I don't need you. And I hope that you're not that way today. Don't ever say to God, I don't need you. I can figure it out on my own. Folks, we really do need him in our lives. I think of, uh, I think of some interesting verses uh, in the word of God. Jeremiah 10, 23 says, O Lord, I know the way of man is not in himself. It is not in man who walks to direct his own steps. And uh, how true that is. And another one in Proverbs 28, 26, he who trusts in his own heart is a fool. I've already mentioned that. But whoever walks wisely will be delivered. And then I love the John 15, 5 verse where Jesus said, without me, you can do nothing. Uh, isn't it true? I remember in Wenatchee, the old uh, uh, apple storage uh, sheds they had there. I'm sure they have them now and much more modern, but... Uh, People, I was told by one of the men who was a farmer and was very active in all of that uh, that business of apple growing. He said, "Ralph, you won't realize that the doors of this great warehouse are open. You can look in there and see all the tons of apples in their crates." And he said, "You know, people, maybe street people or someone that just wanted to curiously go in to take a look, they would." walk through the door, and as soon as they got inside, they would collapse because there is no oxygen in there. And I always think of Jesus' verse in John 15, 5, when I think of that story that Mr. Wood told me many, many years ago, uh, without me, you can do nothing. And it's so easy in life to be able to to go through life and just forget to depend upon the Lord and have Him help you through every circumstance of life. I had a, had a wonderful student in our seminary in Brazil. I asked him one day to take the, the lock on my desk drawer. I says, now, now take this apart and, and make a diagram of it and uh, lubricate the thing and put it all back together and bring it to me. So he did. He brought it back to me and it looked nice. And then, in the other hand, he had a handful of little pieces. I said, what are these? He said, well, these are pieces I didn't know how to get back into the lock. I said, well, then the job is not done. So, you see, folks, it's, it's so easy to, um, to, uh, to try to get things done on our own wisdom, and we need God to help us so very, very much. Martin Luther said, said it well. I have held many things in my hands, and I have lost them all, but whatever I have placed in God's hand, that I still possess. And I hope that that would be your conviction as well. So it's a sin to live independently of God. You, Your own understanding won't support you, said Tony Evans. So that point says don't lean on your own understanding. Let's not do that, folks. Let's not lean and try to figure out ourselves how to go through life's situations. That brings me to the third point in this wonderful set of two verses in Proverbs 3. 
The next phrase, the next verse says, in all your ways acknowledge the Lord. And I believe sometimes this is a real difficult thing for all of us to learn how to do. I'm sure we're learning all the time. It says, in all your ways acknowledge him. Remember the Lord always in everything you do. That's, that's kind of hard. Uh, there are, there are ways to do that, and we must learn to know how to do that. Paul Larson said, if a person divides his life in two so that part of his allegiance is to God and part is to himself, he's going to introduce two warring elements into his consciences, and that is guilt and hostility. We don't want those. Conflict will result. This divided allegiance is one of the leading causes of nervous breakdowns among Christian people, according to him. When you acknowledge the Lord, my dear friend, when you acknowledge, you have done what is your duty to do God's will. Let's learn to do that. God takes on himself the special care of this person who will learn how to, to really practice and do what this verse tells us. The believer ought never to be afraid of anything. Ask God for help when you don't do it His way. Admit it and ask Him to help you do it exactly His way. In all your ways, acknowledge the Lord. That means in everything you do. Like my dear mother before baking a cake or doing anything in the kitchen in all the years that I was home. I never knew my mother to do anything without asking God's direction so that she would do it exactly the way he wanted her to do it. What a lesson that has been for me and my, my two brothers through life. There's the last point of these two verses in Proverbs 3, 5, and 6. In verse 6 it says, it says, he will direct your path. This is the result of doing what we just talked about in the other phrases. He will direct your path. Is he directing your way today, my friend? I certainly hope that he is. He will make straight your paths. That's the way some uh, translations in the Bible say. He will direct your way or make straight your paths or however your Bible version reads and, and quotes that verse. There are no short, shortcuts to this, dear people. It's only one way. The wrong way always seems to be the more reasonable. Uh, George Moore made an interesting com com uh, conversation one time. He said, um, it may look good. It has nice things in it. Friends think it's okay. It feels good. Everything is working out okay with me it's beautiful but I see folks you have to be careful because if if he he will not direct your way if you have not done it his way by trusting in the Lord with all your heart and not leaning on your own understanding but in all your ways acknowledging him and then he will direct your pathway if you are uneasy in the way you are traveling today, my dear friend, stop, admit it, and get help from the Lord. When you walk with God, you get where He's going. That's what we want to do. However for you, or however far you go, my dear friend, it is not much use if it is not in the right direction. So learn to go in the right direction with God. 
There is no situation I can get into that God cannot get me out of. That's, that is my, one of my concluding remarks about this. There is no situation you can get into that God cannot get you out of. So if you find yourself today in a situation you need help out of, remember, he'll help you if you will allow him to do so. Here are some of the ways the Lord can lead us. Notice this. He may do it through the Bible. The Bible is the best source. And we've looked at some of those rich verses today. Advice of godly Christians is another way to help you through situations in life, um, through the circumstances of life. And through uh, if, uh, God will give you also, uh, through circumstances, he can work things out in such a marvelous way that you can't even imagine it to teach us the way that we are to go in this life and to make our pathways, pathways straight. And he can use the inward peace of the Spirit of God or through a combination of these. He can use all of these to help. You know, um, I, I revert a lot back to Brazil because we spent many years there. But one of the interesting things um, as far as traveling in Brazil, especially, well, any time of the day, day or night, but I can remember at night it especially was helpful. We would be going down one of these in the remote northeast areas of Brazil, pitch black, and the lights on high, and then all of a sudden in the distance we could see something in the middle of the road. What in the world was that? And as we got closer, the road was actually, it was all stacked up with limbs and branches and anything else, rocks or anything that people had put in the middle of the road, and we wondered why when we first went to Brazil, what was going on? And then we discovered people were kind enough to do that to alert us that ahead down the road there was danger awaiting. Don't go that way. And oh, what a lesson we learned through our travels there to take seriously those things that were placed in the road because indeed you could not progress. You would have a car wreck and you would probably end your life. Well, Dear ones, that's the way God does in our lives, too. He puts up roadblocks, and in a very sweet and marvelous way, as only He can do, He helps us through the circumstances of life. And I, I trust that you will learn to, to ask Him to help you and to lead you in whatever may be your particular situation today. Anyway, um, are you stuck? Are you in trouble? Do you need some help? Come to this verse and let it do its work in your life as no other verses, I believe, can really do like this precious, precious verse. Let me just use one more illustration of my mother. My mother, for some reason or other, I don't know why my, my dad knew how to drive a car, but he didn't do it very much. My mother was his chauffeur, and for many years she drove him to his work down in, on the on 4th Avenue in Jefferson in Phoenix, Arizona. And she would always, always ask the Lord which way she should go. And I always thought, Mother, I wonder why you've been doing it for 28 years. You surely know how to get to 4th Avenue in Jefferson. But Mother put Proverbs 3, 5, and 6 into practice in her life every day of her living. And so she would ask, she would just quietly pray and Asked the Lord to help her know which way to go. So this one day she took dad to work and then 
She just felt compelled to go another way, to go back home. It was quite a trip, several miles. And uh, she got home, and there on the radio, it's, it came because she ran into quite a storm on the way home. And the radio said, oh, yes, on this particular uh, area of town, the one that she would actually normally have taken to go home, they, there, were, there were floodings and flash floods, and water was up clear up above the radiators on some cars, and she would have been stuck there. And she just said, thank you, Lord, for letting me listen to your urging by your spirit to come the right way and get home safely. And that's the beauty of Proverbs 3, 5, and 6. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Do not lean on your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge the Lord, and he will direct your path. Let's pray. Lord Jesus, thank you for this precious series of two verses in Proverbs. And thank you, Lord, for what you can teach us as we look at them. I pray that you would help everyone listening today and viewing that they would have the opportunity to allow you, as they already do, Lord, if they will just admit it, and allow you to lead in their lives in a very, very special way. And Lord, we pray for some who may have listened today who do not know Jesus as personal Savior. I pray, O oh God, that you would speak to hearts that do not know our Savior May they know that as sinners, we can come to the Jesus and he will forgive our sins and he will, make us, he will make us clean and ready to go to heaven someday when our lives are ended. So help people today to trust Jesus as their personal Savior and help us all to learn to live the way you want us to live according to Proverbs 3, 5, and 6 and use us, Lord, always for your glory. And may we use these verses to help other people as well. So, Lord, we give it all to you and thank you again for this day, Mother's Day. We praise you for them and all that they have meant to us and done for us. And be a special blessing to each one of them today, Lord, as we live this day out. We thank you in Jesus' name. Amen.